Ho hi and welcome back to the mine. This is episode 34 of the Out of the Mines podcast. I'm Sean Oakley. And I'm your resident top 16 participant, Sam Cooper. And joining us once again this week to talk about our Sith Taker open experience, we've got Stuart. Not even going to react to it, are you? So, (laughs) yeah, we were going to do a review of the Sith Taker open, but nothing important happened. No one did well. No one missed the cut by miles. They were just gloss over that and go into a review of a game. Yeah, true. Anyway, uh, I mean, I guess I I can do take it first. So we have we have a plan for tonight, dear listeners, because uh, we're gonna. So Stuart and I did pretty well. I'd say. Ah, before we do that, before we do uh, that, before, before, first of all, I'd like to remind our regular listeners that last week we discussed what we were hoping to do. You know how well we were expecting to go at the Sith Taker Open. Uh, and we all thought we'd at least go three and three, hoping for a four and two. I think was the general consensus. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah right. definitely. So before we talk about how uh, how it actually went, uh, I just want to do a few shout outs because we'll get that out of the way first. Um, I'll I'll jump in. I will, you know, start off by sending a shout out to Rich Polly, Tim King, all the Sith Takers. They put on an amazing event again. Um, it was a pleasure to, you know, go up there and participate. Um, a shout out to all my opponents, Jason Darren, Edie, Oliver, and the two Marks, Mark B and Mark Piker Hughes. And then a uh, shout out to Alex Watkins for his amazing charity raffle that he did that raised so much for for the um, the kidney charity. Uh, it's a really amazing effort he's put in and some great shield tokens we got from it and everyone likes a bit of loot I think that's pretty much my shout out apologies if I've missed anyone, no I do have one more i uh, just like to shout out all of the random people that I met that I haven't met before um, and everyone who came up to me and introduced themselves thank you because I get a little bit shy with people I uh, I don't know and it was nice to chat and yeah, hopefully we'll see you all next time I'm done waffling, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I, I don't have much to add. I'd like to shout out the three people from the Cenar Geek Systems uh, club. Uh, the three German players that I played on Saturday. They were some amazing games. Uh, and some like it's like an amazing storyline as I, one by one, played a, one German after another. And we yeah, it was great. And... Uh, I yeah I'll, I'll get into the results, but it was a, it was an epic saga culminating in the top thirty two. Okay, uh, Stuart. Yeah, I did. Yeah, obviously, I definitely want to give a shout out to the Sift Taker guys. Uh, it's the third time I've been up there to see them. All three events have been amazing. Great prize support, great attendance, just a real happy atmosphere. Especially get back on the table properly and actually play some X Wing rather than online, which is lovely. Um, obviously to my six, well, seven opponents, I should say. Um, I can't remember all the names. I remember David Sutcliffe, Ola Williams, and Matt Martin Purvis, I think it was, is in the yeah. top 32. Yeah, Martin Purvis. Um, and, 
Yeah, it was just, just yeah, to all of those, basically. There you go. Okay, so... Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about how the tournament went, and let's go best to worst. So right. uh, we'll start with so Sean. You're first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I changed I changed my name, got a different accent, and won. Excellent. I do not. Excellent. 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 <laughs> excellent. Uh, so it was resistant. To be fair, that did win. It was resistant. It did win. And it was the faction win. It was the resistance I should have taken as well. But more on that later. Uh, Sam, how'd you get on? Right. So I got to the top 16, which, as far as I was concerned, is a bloody fantastic result. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Enough said on that regard. Um, So my first game was against Martin Grufford, and I'm going to apologise in advance if I completely ham up your names, my opponents. I'm really sorry. Uh, Martin Grufford, he he was flying... Well, what I'm going to dub as immor- immortal scum, basically the scum ships that don't die, because he had Teltravera in the Jumpmaster, and that's the that's the man of when you kill him, he comes back, and he had all the things like Gonk and Hull Upgrade, Moralo Eval, who flies off the board and comes back on, with Houndstooth, which will then fly off the board and come back on, and an M3 Interceptor that I've never seen before, Quinjast. I literally don't know his his ability. It's something to do with spending charges on your missiles to do something i think it's like reduce the enemy's agility or something maybe i'm getting that wrong um but it was a super <laughs> it was a super brutal game um unfortunately his morale eval went off the board turn one came back on the board directly behind my gunships so i dropped a bunch of concussion bombs on him and he, his his yv died very very quickly so was that an, an intentional flying off the board to be able to come back on down near your list yes it was yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I assume it was because he 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 deployed opposite me and then two hearted straight off the board. <laughs> uh, That's not normal tactics at all, is it? Just flying off the board. It's great. I mean, <laughs> honestly, against almost any other list, I feel like it could have done really well because I don't know many lists that can like other than gunships that can be like facing something that's come on behind them with very little effort and also have mods. Yeah. And the fact that I have bombs is just cherry on top, really. Uh, but I won that. Uh, it was it was a great game. He ha- he, Martin, Mr. Martin had some amazingly three D amazing three D printed ships. I'm so- I'm sure people have seen them all over Facebook. Uh, they were fantastic, and it was really sad to kill them. Yeah, he's um, uh, part of Vector Squadron, isn't he? With, yes, uh, he is. Michael Upton. Uh, and thanks to him, I now have a 3D printed little ship that is probably going to be General Grievous forever now. Nice, nice. Uh, so round two, Benjamin Fromm, the first of the Germans. And he was flying a Nash Windrider um, tie interceptor swarm with everyone's got sensitive controls. And he also had a, a Scimitar Squadron pilot bomber with thread tracers. Uh, and I found out that, that, by God, these things are fast. These things are fast. Uh, and so we were fight- We were fighting on turn two, and he was u- he was using the system phase boost, and then do a blue move, then focus to be like I've effectively double like I've effectively re- uh, taken two actions, but I'm not stressed at the end. With the idea of he just he would thread tracer one of my ships, and then the tie interceptors would pummel into it. Um, and I did win this game, and I have to say I think it's because he made a massive mistake 
on his engage, um, he basically he dialed in a two bank with the with the with the form with a formation of ships that was going to be coming in and flanking me. Uh, and had he boosted in the system phase and then banked in towards me, he would have had like perfect pincer move. And I not I don't know if the game still goes. I, I think the game still goes my way, but definitely not as easily. But in, what instead he did is he barrel rolled and then banked. And so what happened is three of his tie fighters, tie interceptors, weren't actually facing my swarm, uh, my gunships as they engaged. They were literally parallel to me, Ooh. but facing yeah. the opposite direction. Uh, one of them still had a shot, as we found out when I killed it, and Nash let him fire. But I basically that the engage the game basically started with me pinging like four cluster missiles into two of his tie interceptors and killing them, and they just couldn't do anything in return. Uh, and the game kind of spiraled out of control from there. Uh, but no, it was a it was a good game, and. It was this game specifically that I was like, I'm very glad that I went for the I-3 gunships rather than the I-1 gunships. Yeah. Because the ability to initiative kill stuff like this was so important. Uh, on to game uh, three, and I'm 2-0 up. This is going great. And I meet James Lansdale with uh, a list he's called Now I Have Control, as he has Cavill with Trickshot and Dorsal Turret in the in the wowing, so this is scum. Forlom uh, with Fearless, the G1A Starfighter, Ketsuonyo in the Lancer uh, with Fearless and Shadowcaster, and Unkar Plut in the Quadrajet. So it's tractors for days, and what do gunships not like? Tractors! <laughs> That's horrid. <laughs> um, so I, I lose this game, and I, can, I, I can't say this for certain, obviously, but I think a big part of why I lost this game was essentially at one point I had a choice, because... I, I deployed in like my bottom left corner, which is where I basically deployed every single game, because it just is it's easy. And James deployed um, vaguely opposite me, but also towards the center. And he started doing like time buying moves with a couple of bumps. And I just I saw how he was set up, and I just thought that was going to happen. So I was like, right, if I five straight, I can try and catch him out as he's disentangling from his like self bump uh, and I think that was correct but then I at one point I had a choice I could either turn into the center of the board and take on Forlom, Unkar and Cavill with target locks and calculates and you know cluster missiles all that jazz or I could keep going straight and just try and take Ketsu on her own uh, and I took Ketsu on her own because I was like, she's the tractor threat. If I can take out her, I can probably like grind my way through the rest of the list. And I think that was a big mistake because yes, in you know four gunships versus Ketsu, great. I can I I can do a lot of damage. In fact, I got Ketsu down to like two hull in one round of shooting. But the whole strength of my list is shooting two targets and going in onto Ketsu on her own meant I was completely negating the fact that I was. It being able to shoot twice double modded. Yeah. And had I turned in, yes, I absolutely would have got someone else tracked onto the rock. <clears throat> but I was so afraid of that that I was like, oh, I've got to stay away from Unkar Plutt. I'll just go into Ketsu. She can track to one of them, but that's fine. Um, but what I should have done is I should have got into the middle and been like, yes, you can track to one of them and that's fine, but I will likely kill two of your ships. Yeah, uh, but I didn't, and I just got slowly pounded by Forlorn and Cavill. Like Cavill with dorsal turret and trick shot, he's like throwing four dice out of a dorsal turret. It's ridiculous. 
See, uh, see against that list, I kind of feel Fulham and Cavill were the two to aim for. Ketsu's not the biggest threat on her own. Yeah. Uh, this is actually compounded by the fact that on on the turn I went for Ketsu, he had thought I was doing a, uh, he 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 had misread my stabilizers and thought I was side slipping. So he had actually banked completely away from my list to try and catch me out on the side slip. And had I not gone forward aiming to bump her, she wouldn't have had a shot and wouldn't have been able to do anything. And I would have just had an engage against Forlorn Cav uh, and Cavill. Yeah. So that's right. that's the, the irony. Obviously, there's no way for me to have known what Ketsu had dialed in, and I couldn't know that he'd misread what my stabilizers were on. But like, I still think like the correct choice is I should have been like, I'm gonna get some someone's gonna get put onto a rock no matter what I do, but I should take the most shots possible against the people with the lowest agility because obviously the Y wing has one agility, Forlom has one agility, Ketsu has two. Uh, but yeah, that was game three. So now I'm two one. Uh, but it was a good game. Uh, and then I meet uh, Janis Fritsch, or Janis Dr. Fridge Fritsch, the second of the Germans. Uh, and he he opens up by saying, ah, you played my friend, I'm now here to get revenge. And he has Dash, Ahsoka, and Jake, F Jake Farrell. <laughs> nice. So, going into this tournament, I thought Dash wasn't too bad a matchup for me. Uh, that's because I hadn't clocked that when Dash goes over an obstacle, he can remove a lock from that uh, one of the locks I have on him. Uh, and he and Janice just flew it really well. He just maintained range three, obstructed with basically anyone he wanted to shoot at, and <clears throat> just was able to completely pulverize most of my list. I was I was basically throwing I was throwing two dice at Dash, double modded, but he had like four greens, whereas Dash is throwing five reds, double modded, against my two greens. Yeah. And that's just a damage race I can't win. I I luckily was able to half Jake and kill Ahsoka, but that that was that was dice luck. Like that was a wing dice blanking out more than anything else because it was just right random two dice plinks that eventually got through. Um, and I think this is probably where I made my most winning decision. Is that I got as I looked up and I saw that there was like fifteen minutes left on the clock and I had two gunships left. Sorry, two and a half gunships left because one of one of my gunships was sort of had sort of been separated and, and was near dash, and I just took the option of I can't win, so I'm going to run away because running away might preserve MOV, and if I'm going to do well and get four two, I'm going to need as much MOV as I can I can get. So I literally was like, I'm really sorry, I'm going to run away and just like jetted off with my gunships, and then spent ten minutes running away. Fair. Uh, and I think that was the most win like that was the most forward thinking decision I've made I made all weekend because I was like I've lost what can I do that will help me later yeah uh, and it was a really good game uh, it turns out me versus the Germans one one uh, I think I think I managed to avoid proton rockets which was quite nice but yeah. Turns out Dash with Trickshot, Perceptive Pilot, Jin Erso, Outrider, and Rigged Cargo Shoot can really do work against one agility ships. The Outrider title against your list is just, yeah, that's just not nice to see, is it? So I'm 2-2 at this point, and uh, my game five is against Denny the Sicilian. And there's some backstory to this, because I have played Denny several times in GSP events, and I've always been annihilated. And so I saw my, this matchup and I was like, oh no, 
it'll be a droid swarm. And I get to the table, and he's running Republic Aces. Ooh, interesting. Except this is a Republic Aces that you'll like, Sean, because we have Oddball with Prockett. Yeah. Plo with Plo yeah. Koon with calibrated yeah. laser targeting. Obi-Wan with calibrated laser targeting and sense. And Rico Lee with Duke and R2 Astromech. Yeah, I like. Is this not some old this is some old school Republic Aces if yeah. I ever saw it? Torrent Torrent Oddball? Torrent Oddball. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Sean's nice. favourite, right? Barrel on into uh, the evade, <laughs> get the lock. Lock o- lob over a focus from Plo and yeah. double modded five dice into you. And this is one of those games where everything went wrong for Denny that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> I think I I saw I, I I think I posted the picture, Sean, where you saw of uh, Rico Lee just flying straight at four gunships. Yeah, and like it, it like everything sort of went wrong with with the engage for Denny and I. I when you're doing that against gunships, I just start rolling dice out of half arcs, and ev- like the re- the Republic just died very rapidly, except for Obi Wan, who lived for about seven turns on one health, being chased by f- two gunships, and then it was just like I I roll t- I roll I roll two dice, I have to reroll, I spend a calculate, two hits. Obi says no. I roll two dice, have to reroll, spend a calculate, get two hits. Obi says no for about seven turns. That does sound like Delta. Obi, to be honest. So, so I won the game, but um, uh, but there was a there was a time when I was like, I'm legitimately scared Obi could table me if I like lose patience and screw up. But no, I beat Denny, so I finally defeated my nemesis from GSP events. As I've 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 played Denny like three to four times in GSP events and always lost. Nice, nice. Always in a, a in a droid, always in a droid swarm versus droid swarm matchup, and Denny's droid swarm is named after the seven dwarves, like custom done. So there's like dopey and sleepy and sneezy. Nice. So it's always nice to play that. He's really, really nice guy. If you ever get, a, if you ever play him, he's like a super nice guy. He's super fun to play. So at this point, you're three, three and two. two. So round six. <clears throat> round six, Justin Reed. Uh, I believe is a Sith taker. I, th- I think, um, and he's playing Luke with heightened perception, R two D two shield upgrade, Wedge with swarm tactics, R four and shield upgrade, and Biggs with R four and shield upgrade. So triple X wing, shooting if he chooses at seven six and six. Yeah, seven six and six. He doesn't need to against me. Actually, no, well, he, he can. It's 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 six six and five against me realistically because he just needs to raise Biggs up. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying he could yeah. at seven if he wanted to, but um, and he set up opposite me and we jousted. And this, this is where I, I thought it was going to go terribly because I horrendously misjudged what he was going to do because I saw X wings and I just thought he'll one straight or two straight, so I five straight at him and he like four straights at he like four or five straights at me and we're shooting turn one. Oh, that's not except... good. You need your locks. <laughs> exactly, and so we're shooting turn one. Uh, and I lose like I think I lose like two shields and I plink a shield off uh, wedge or bigs I can't remember which one. If you've uh, lost, possibly. if you've only lost two shields when wedge is shot at you, so you have no green dice, yeah. and the other two are shooting. That uh, we, is, no, we were range three shooting each other. Okay, but still, uh, so that's, that's, that's him, I, I, I think I, I, I lost one or two shields and I plinked off like one shield off him. I, I can't be... remember exactly. It, it, it was it was it was something close to that. Like it, it give or take a shield either either way. If 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 I was in your situation there, I'd be quite happy with that trade. Yeah. 
so then I'm like in panic mode. Uh, and I misread him again. Because, ah, no, I know what it was. No, I took a lot more damage. I remember why now. So my Ondra on Oppressor, my um, probe droid launcher, took a lot of damage. Uh, lost shields and lost a bit more, like, because I remember, because I remember thinking, okay, I'll yeet him forward, try and get a block on Wedge and Biggs, because they were next to each other on the outside up opposite him. Uh, and that way he's not getting shot and isn't getting murdered. Uh, so I jump forward with him, because I, again, I think that the X-Wings are going to do a one straight. So I jump forward with a four forward with him and a three with the other three gunships. And all three of the X-Wings jump over the Onderon and land in between him and the rest of my list. And then fake focuses. And I'm like, double. <laughs> if I can swear on this podcast, <laughs> everything has almost completely gone wrong. Uh, the, at least the Ondron is safe, but now one of my other ships is going to take an absolute pounding. Um, I think I get a little bit lucky here. I don't lose another gunship, I think. No, I do lose a gunship. I actually, no, I, I lose a gunship. Um... But the two gunships I do have put a lot of damage into Wedge and Biggs. Uh, because I, I basically pummel four cluster missiles into both Wedge and Biggs. And Biggs takes uh, at least one of every Wedge's damage every single time. So I think Biggs is that... I can't remember exactly what he was down to. But like Biggs takes a lot of damage. Wedge, Wedge takes a bunch of damage. Uh, and then I... I drop bombs and then I just jet as fast as I can trying to like get some space. He 4Ks over me, lands directly on the cluster bombs. And I guess they uh, die. Uh, well, no, and in this, and then what he does is uh, Biggs takes all the bomb damage. Yeah, Biggs can't do that. Well, I didn't know that at the time, and at the time I was like, that sounds like something Biggs could do. Uh, so Biggs took all the damage. And now I, th now I think back at it, because I, I, I worked out later that, oh, that's not how Biggs works. And I don't know if this was good or bad for me, because I didn't think... I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I don't think that if if all three of the X-Wings take two damage from from concussion bobs each, I don't think any of them die. Um, but what actually happens is Biggs dies. So now I am three gunships versus two X-Wings, and the I do win in the end... Um, and like this, this was one of those games where I felt like Justin outflew me for about seventy-five to eighty percent of the game, but the twenty percent of the game he didn't is the twenty percent that really mattered in the end. So that puts you. So that puts you four two, uh, and making the cut. I believe you finished twenty ninth in Swiss. <laughs> yeah, I got twenty ninth. Most surprised. So uh, day two so day then. Two. So day two, it's the ultimate. The finale of the German saga, and I, I meet uh, Johannes Mumidi. Oh god, I, I'm probably butchering that name. Um, and he's flying Leia in the Falcon with Ahsoka with Prockets and Instinctive Aim, and Luke. <clears throat> and this is like I, I was getting uh, Dash flashbacks from the previous game because I'm thinking, oh god, it's it's someone with a turret, Ahsoka and Luke. This is a disaster. Um, and all I can say about this game is, my god, gunship attacks can be mighty consistent. Uh, yeah. As I was just able, I was just able to, like, really plink away at Leia, like, and tr traded massively in my favour, realistically. 
I can't remember how the game exactly ended, but I know he, he gave up after I'd killed Leia and Luke, and I still had three gunships. Uh, Luke... Luke was basically doing the the Luke thing of he was just he was at full force at all times, never able to roll a focus on defense, so, and he just, about just right. melted. So um, top yeah. sixteen. Then. So I'm in the top sixteen, and I run into a Mister Liam Baker, uh, and he's flying separatists. So my first mirror matchup faction wise, this is the first separatist player I've faced, and he's got Django Fett with thermal detonators, Slave One, and auto blasters, Chertek with ensnare and intimidation, and General Grievous with with Solar Swarm. So it's like separatist aces, I guess you can call it. Yeah, and, and Liam <coughs> maintains that Chertek with ensnare is wholesome because it's not Sunfac. Yeah, I, I agree with that. To be honest, cool. I think all Nantex are wholesome. <laughs> um and. I mean, this was a this honestly would would be the sort of game that would require me to do an entire in depth uh, episode on realistically. But just just skimming through it as quick as I can, uh, I I think there are any number of type because I, I so I lost this one hundred and six to one hundred. I'll preface it with that. Uh, but I was winning up until the very the very last shots of the game. Essentially, I was winning slightly, and in the last round, managed to kill one of my gunships that tipped me over the edge. Uh, and I've had a, lo a lot of time to think about this, and I'm I'm thinking like, because with the power of hindsight, there are many things I could have done. Like my very last move with the gunship that got killed was just a mistake, and I realized it like in the moment as I did it. But at the time, I just couldn't think of anything better to do, so I just did the I did a default. Uh, earlier in the game, I managed to get my crack and carrier and the other three gunships facing opposite each other, so they ha so it was really awkward to try and regroup them. And that kind of got my Kraken carrier left out in the open and the first guy die. Like there are plenty of mister mis there are plenty of things I can think of that were just in the moment like just bad things like I don't actually know realistically why I managed to get my Kraken carrier facing the wrong way compared to everything else. <laughs> like it's actually really weird to me. I think it's just because I didn't I was doing like the circling around a rock thing and I just didn't I just didn't want to go over the rock for whatever reason. So I spent time in stabilizers mode and rotating around a rock, whereas the other ships were still moving normally, and so I just got separated and died. Like there are plenty, of, there are plenty of things. Like when I turned around one of my gunships to just annoy Chertek and General Grievous, when I could have had all three of them still going after Django. Like who knows? There, there are plenty of things I could have done differently. Most of them are mistakes, and I think any number of them could have helped swing the game back in my favor but it was an amazing game like it, I mean, it came down it came down to the wire i don't know what else i can say like it was an, it mean, was an insane game liam's a cracking player i think he made top four and i think that's <laughs> yeah. two sith taker opens in a row he's done that and i mean i came over yeah. and i watched the last 10 minutes of that game and it looked tense it looked uh, it was intriguing it yeah. looked tactical it looked like it just had all the hallmarks yeah. of a really fun game yeah Okay, and I will. I will also like say just just because I can say, oh, these are things I could do that would be different that maybe I'd win. Obviously, then Liam is a good player, and then if I do different things, he can then do different things. I'm not trying to say, oh, look, if I'd done this, I'd have won. I was like, I can think of lots of ways to improve my game. Yeah, and it likely would have made a very like it could have changed it. It might not have, but oh, it's one of those ones where there are some obvious mistakes that are painful to remember, but it's hard to think of I it at the moment. I think from what I I remember, I think Liam's been being taught for like those are the one eight six players. 
So that they're all helping him to sort of up his game and stuff, aren't they? I'm pretty sure Ollie and sort of uh, that lot are doing that. I'm sure they are. Yeah, so that's what I've got to do. Reach out to Ollie and uh, see if he'll give me some tips. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's. I mean, that's still a cracking run. Uh, you yeah. made top sixteen. I mean, that's still that's still better than I ever thought it would be. I was I was hoping for. I I honestly, realistically, what I was thinking was like, I think I can get four two with this list. But not a good MOV for two, so I probably won't hit top thirty-two. Yeah. Okay, so Stuart, let's talk about your your tournament. Yeah. Okay. So my first game was against HMP Gunships and Grievous. It was three ships. Uh, I can't remember the, the loadouts on them, to be honest. Um, I know they had some form of cluster missiles. They had probe droids. Uh, it's probe droids that give you target locks, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah probe droids, droids, cluster missiles. I think Grievous had all these toys. Um, yeah. So it was going to be a real hard matchup. Uh, three health ships versus 180 degree arcs. Not a good combination. But I managed to kind of get Mace behind them. Managed to keep plinking away. Uh, Anakin just kept those target locks off of himself. Getting into range one and just... To be honest, Anakin did nothing in that game. Apart from just remove target locks and prevent damage. So... It ended up a 92 win to me to 52 to Mark. Yeah, 92 to me, 52 to Mark. So my first game was obviously a win. Um, round two was a win to me, 200 to 66, uh, against a guy called Josh who was running Rebel A-Wings. Um, I think the highest he had was an A4 in Jake, but it all had outmaneuver, all had Predator pretty much. Um, I think... Oh, is it Arvel that can shoot at range zero? Yeah, it is. So yeah. Arvel had Intimidation. So it was a combination of just trying to arc dodge out maneuver shots. <laughs> um, and I just managed to get some, some really lucky shots of Mace and just sort of like blow an A-wing up in the round and another one in the next round. And then it was down to 3-3. And my list, yeah, to just picked it apart after that, really. Um, I think I think I lost Mace to the entire list, which is a good, which is a good, nice. good trade. Um, game three, another Rebels um, with another version of Wedge. Uh, this is his proper Wedge in the X-Wing. So this was probably the best game I had all weekend. Um, so he had Wedge, Luke and Ahsoka. Um, I outbid him, so I was moving second, but it's a lot of firepower on that side of the table to try and get away from. Um, so first engagement, I managed to get Mace on the flank of uh, Luke, so he's not shooting. Wedge is facing backwards, he's not shooting, and Ahsoka's facing opposite way to Mace. <laughs> so, you see Mace is in the middle of all three of his ships and not getting shot. It was just like, I just, yeah, just, just totally, totally took Dave off, off, off guard with that one. Um, managed to do nothing with it, but the next few turns I, I managed to get uh, Obi in to block Ahsoka. Anakin came up from behind and started shooting into Luke. Um, Luke Luke just popped. Basically, I think he did three off three damage all game. Luke did to his entire ship. He had some form of uh, regen, uh, proton torps, and it was like an eighty or ninety point Luke or something stupid. Um, and the game was going my way, and Ahsoka managed to plink a direct hit into Anakin at range three with an evade and force. But I was just very sad. <laughs> and at that point, it just went downhill. I just couldn't deal with Wedge quicker. He just wouldn't die. And he just kept hitting me and hitting me. And in the end, he managed to table me. 
but it was a 256. <clears throughs> so wedge was kind of the bane of my weekend, to be honest. But yeah, losing a so green dice on on letters is not a not a good thing. It wouldn't have been too bad, but it was just that range free shot from Ahsoka that even David was like, "Yeah, didn't expect that." <laughs> you know, with the evade, with the force. Yeah, but those are the ones you always take. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. One thing I have learned is don't go to range three. Play <laughs> it range two or one and just take it. But there you go. So uh, game four was a bit of a weird one. It was against an imperial list, but something I would have never even thought of. So it was X one Vader with Prockets and Hate. Um, Marek in the X1 with Prockets, Kestel in the Aggressor with Prockets, and a Baron of the Empire with Prockets. A really weird list. That I would, That's yeah. interesting. That's like potentially it quite is. scary. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it could. Yeah, it, you know, the problem with it was a lot of it was just unmodded. Um, Anakin managed to do Anakin things and just sort of yeah, you're not having target locks. You're not having target locks. Uh, Vader. Um, Unfortunately, my my opponent Ashley, he did put Vader on a rock twice. Um, I kind of managed to sort of arc dodge it. Uh, Anakin again didn't do very much this game apart from just shed target locks. It's a bit of a shame. Um, but it was it was a hundred six win to zero to him. Uh, I just managed to keep arc dodging him, if I'm honest, and just I got rid of Marek. I think I got rid of the Baron. I think I halved Kestel. I think that was the score. Obviously, Vader's like 80, 90 points anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's that. Uh, game five, I don't really want to talk about. It's a bit of a sour point. <laughs> <laughs> but it was against the sort of rebel list, which is Jan, Wedge, Hera in a B-Wing, and Jake. So, you've got Wedge fully modded to the every shot, doing five dice with Jan at range one. Um, and it really didn't go my way. Uh, I got the engagement I kind of wanted into the I thought I had the flanker wedge but then he managed to barrel back into arc took mace down to three health or two health left or something it was ridiculously good roll he rolled five damage um I returned fire got hit three crits into wedge he rolls double evade I'm like oh really when does wedge ever roll double evades <laughs> and then the next the next turn he manages to pop at Obi just outright five damage into Obi just gone I looked at him and went I have a, I have an evade. My two greens are rolled two evades. I still die? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Didn't even shoot all game, just off the table. Um, Mace hit him again for four damage, two evades. I just looked at him and went, yeah, mate, that's game. <laughs> you know, if Wedge had gone, it would have been a whole different game. It was just the fact that Wedge was still there on two health. Um, Anakin pretty much killed Hera on his own without even getting nice. shot. And then it was... Then it was Mace. I just tried to sacrifice Mace to take Wedge. And he he did a really weird uh, maneuver of a three bank and just got out of it. I didn't see it coming. So Mace died. No shot that turn. Anakin versus an entire list with no force. <laughs> it was game over. So Ollie, shout out to Ollie. Really nice chat. Played him a few times. Met him a couple of like, few times. And it was 200 to him, 55 to me. So half Wedge, half Hera. I'll take it. Uh, so that's... Was that 3-2 at this point? Yeah, 3-2. So going into game six, Imperial Aces. I was like, yes, I can deal with this. And he told me he had a 13-point bid. And I looked at him and went, oh, no. <laughs> so this was Vader, as Vader should be. So uh, uh, Afterburners, and he had something else. I can't what it was. Uh, fire Control Systems, that's it. 
Soon's here with Daredevil and Targeting Computer. And Fifth Brother with Homing Missiles, Passive Sensors. So his entire list pretty much moves after me. Um, I've got Mace I-4, his Fifth Brother's I-4, he moves after Mace. Uh, Cynthia Vader I-6. So I'm like, oh no, <laughs> this is going to go fun. Um, but it was a bit of a weird game because I didn't expect it to go the way it did. Um, I, man I sort of ran uh, Anakin straight into Vader. Sort of like turn two or three, I think it was. And he didn't expect it. And I managed to get Anakin behind his Vader. And then he stressed him. And I don't know why he decided to do the linked action. I think it's a barrel into a focus on the next one, maybe. Can't remember. But he did that. And then Anakin sat behind him the entire game, just outmaneuvering Vader. Um, the combination of sense and system phase boosts repositions was just enough to just basically take Vader off the table. Suntir did the Suntir thing, range three dice, uh, range three shot, four blanks, down to one hole from Mace. And then it was just to kind of avoid fifth brother. He got a homing missile shot into Obi and I said, yeah, mate, roll it. <laughs> so he rolled, I think, two two results. I had an evade, range three, didn't do anything. Uh, in the end, I, it was a, just a clear up. I managed to table it I was like, really? That shouldn't have gone that way. Um, I felt sorry for him. Really nice guy. I think he's from Switzerland called Lex. I'm pretty sure. But he did some really, really nice alt arts for Imperial Aces, which was all to do with Pokemon. Oh, they were gorgeous. I've still got them. Um, so that was game six. Uh, that was, that's 4-2 with a pretty decent MOV. I think it was yeah, you finished. You finished. 22nd, I think it was. Yeah, 22nd I finished. I looked in and was like, what's happened? <laughs> Republic Aces have made a cut. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but So I got top in faction, which is the second time I've been up there and done that with Republic. Um, I think Republic are probably in a really bad place overall um, compared to what some of these other lists were running up there. Um, then It's such a hard matchup for them. So I got the yeah, essay. So I got top in faction, um, I got a nice dice tray, which was lovely. Um, public symbol, Sith takers on it. Uh, some alt art cards uh, and some tokens and stuff like that. So it was pretty good. It was a really good weekend, really. Um, nice. Uh, your day two? I say, yeah, day two. I, I kind of went into it and was kind of... I don't know, really. I wanted to win it. But on the other hand is, fortunately, having to come back for work on the Monday, there was, you know, if, if I made two games, there's no way I was going to carry on. So it was a bit like, oh, so it was a good job. I kind of lost my top 632 game in a way. Um, but it was against a guy called Martin. Really nice guy. Um, never met him before. But he was running Zori uh, in the Resistance Y-Wing. Uh, concussion missiles. And I can't remember what else it had. And then a combination of um, I-5 and I will tell you. A-Wings. I've got it here. That's what it says. Zori with marksmanship, dorsal turret, R4 astromech, wartime loadout, advanced proton torpedoes, and concussion missiles. That's and it. And triple A wing. <laughs> yeah, it was all I5. So it was Lulu, yeah, Lulu, and ZZ. Yeah. So we were at the table, and he was like, "Oh no." He's <laughs> like, "Okay, so, so I'm basically moving after him." Um, he his plan was to get Mace off the table as quickly as possible. Um, and it. And I looked at it and went, well, this is going to be a hard matchup. It's not going to be an easy win. 
He's got a lot of ships uh, that are fast. Zori hits like a truck. Um, and to be honest, I just played the game wrong. Um, I got Mace in behind his Y-Wing really good. Uh, sort of fainted away from him. Did a 4K. Used my uh, R4P droid to do a five straight boost in behind him. He didn't see it coming. Um, I just left Anakin in the corner for too long. I don't know why I did it. I was kind of afraid of Lulo, I think. But I shouldn't have. And I should just come out of the corner and come round and get out of it. But he plinked Anakin through a rock. Range three again. <laughs> As my dice do. Got the stealth device off. Two, two health left. Okay, okay. It's not over. Anakin can still win this on his own. Um, Anakin then blanks out into an outmaneuver tally. I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, this is the turn that really got it really for him. Um, I system phase boosted. Oh, what's he called? I said Obi. Sorry, Obi on the left bank. Four straighted straight into the front of ZZ. I was like, no. <laughs> and Lulo had turned an arc behind him and focused at range one. He rolls three hits. Obi goes pop. <laughs> three blanks. I'm like, oh. I, you know, I took the focus. Thought maybe it would help. Just blanked out. Obi's off the table. I've got Mace taking damage because he just can't roll with aids. <laughs> Shouldn't be getting shot, really, I suppose. But in the day, 7B, he could take a bit. But he was just rolling like double blank, double blank, double blank. It's like, okay, two health left. Mace blows. And he's got to take on the entire list on his own. And now my opponent did something I really didn't expect. He did. I don't know how the rule is meant to be sort of explained, but it is if if you're stressed and you dial in a red maneuver, you do a two white forward. Yeah, the stress now, maneuver. Yeah, the stress maneuver. So I knew he was going to do the K five. So I barrel Anakin out of behind a rock, two talent with a force, ready to boost into his flank and finish him off, and he does the stress maneuver. After using Zori's ability to stress herself, I was like, well, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I've never seen anyone use it other than making a mistake. So to me, it was just like, oh, that's a really now it's it's good funny if... because um, for, on two counts because I I I chatted to Martin about that, and he said it was the the system phase reposition that made him think you were doing the talon. Which is why he chose yes. to stress himself yes, and, do, and do the white. Um, and then it's funny because I had a game at club night last night where I in, I did the same thing purely because I hadn't considered it until obviously we talked about it at the weekend, where I was flying Kova in the uh, transport, who obviously gets an extra dice when she reveals a red maneuver. Um, so I wanted to go too oh, straight, yeah. but I wanted to stay stressed. I was already stressed, so I dialed in a four straight, which is red then do the two straight, but because my revealed manoeuvre is red, I still get the extra dice on attack and defence. So there yeah. is, there is, you know, sort of... Definitely use for it, isn't there? Yeah, it's definitely there definitely something to consider it. going it's... forward. Um, obviously, my Republic doesn't want to do it. Don't want to be stressed. Well, but, well, no, no <laughs> but quite. No, it was just, it was one of those games where I don't think my heart was really in it, to be honest, because we kind of said, we're not going to make the cut. We're going to do some Marvel Crisis Protocol on Sunday. Um, and I kind of had my heart set on that, I think. But, like I say, a few bad rolls. Um, a few bad rolls. One bad decision with Anna, uh, Obi. And the game went to Martin. Um, well, I think made top eight, didn't he? Did he make top eight? I can't remember now. 
He's uh, either top 16 or top 8, definitely. I think so. but, yeah, top 8. Yeah, so he made top 8, and I think he lost out to the guy, the other guy, that OJ Hemmings, that made the semi-final. Uh, top made 16, final, Martin so. Perth's made. Was it Martin Perth? Top 16, okay. But I think he lost out to the guy who came second. So, you know, it works in mysterious ways. But overall, really good weekend. Um, I really enjoyed myself. Ate way too much on Saturday night at the, at the Indian. <laughs> But you know that that's that's what we go away to enjoy ourselves in it. So, and I think okay. we've got one more person to talk now. Yeah. Sean? So, so now we're done with the successful members of the tins who went to the Sitaker Evan. Let's talk to the dregs. Me. Oh, don't be silly. You're not a drag. I can't am. My my Sitaker Open did not go as well as I hoped. I ended up two and four. Um, and I ended up two and four because of some basic mistakes that I made, which is good, in the sense that we've got something to talk about mistake-based here. So, the list I ended up taking was Han in the Falcon with Ray Gunner and Title, Trigger Happy Flyboy Poe with R4, Overdrive Thrusters, Foils and a Heavy Laser Cannon, and then Lulo with Predator, uh, for a one nine one bid. And I took that because I thought there'd be loads of Dash and there'd be quite a lot of Kylo and other i5s that I needed to worry about and I wanted to move afterwards. And that was my biggest mistake of the entire weekend, taking that list. Because I've spent the last eight months flying Jousty Resistance list. I know I can deal with Aces. I've, I've won enough games where people are moving after me. And for some reason, I convinced myself that I wouldn't be able to do it this weekend. And yeah, I did what I you always... No, no, so you're not the only person that did that that weekend, though, did, are you? Because no. I remember one of the Vickeries did the exact same thing and I know, didn't but pay that, off him either. Yeah, but that's Matt, and Matt always flies aces, so he's not changed his list. I've... I And I took, that, I took aces, and... Okay, they're slightly tankier aces than, say, your, your etters, but... I still ended up doing what I always do with aces, which is getting too aggressive, relying on things like overdrive to get me out of out of trouble, and then there's just times where it doesn't. Um, so yeah, I should have taken the jassy stuff that I've been flying. Also, I had two weeks worth of practice with it, which is not enough. And that's on me. That's me letting the bogeymen, I suppose, get inside my head and Ironically, I didn't fly against a single Dash, a single Kylo. Um, only in two of the game, I, I I had three games where I had people who would have been higher initiative than my jousting list. But one of those was the Rebel list with Wedge and Hera, who aren't going to be arc dodging you, and you know it flies as a rough block. Um, so yeah, and then mistake two. Still, before I even turned up to the tournament, is the bid. I took a I took a nine point bid, and I shouldn't have. I, if I was going to go five six six, I should have just nine points. I should have put Lone Wolf on Han, and I should have put Heroic on Lulo and Poe, because it would have triggered a few times. And the amount of times with Han that I rolled hit blank blank or hit focus blank I've got one force point I spend it so I've got at least two hits because I need to do some damage that I don't have anything on defence and yeah it was just a nasty circle but yeah so that's my pre-tournament mistakes um, actually to be fair um, 
most of the mistakes in the games actually just run off that. So my games will be a, a bit of a quicker run through. Um, so my round one, uh, I got to meet Jason Denton of Enigma uh, Wargaming, uh, which was great. Uh, and he bought Triple Naboo, which was... Um, I like it. Quite, it was quite interesting. <laughs> it was fun. He brought Anakin, Padme and Rick. They all had Duke. Uh, they all had R2 regen. Um, Anakin and Padme both had passives, passive sensors and proton torpedoes. And then Rick, because Jason thought we were doing deficit scoring in the main event, had put ion torpedoes onto Rick just to use up some points. But I actually don't think that's a particularly bad shout anyway. Yeah. Um, and... This this game basically revolved around. I I was only ever plinking two damage at a time. I was never getting the big three. I, I was very rarely able to get into range one, and I was getting two consistently getting two damage. And with focus and evades, the Naboo's just more often than not had two two evades, and then. The few times I managed to plink damage through, he just regened. Um, and I think the game ended with one shield off Padme. Jesus. Yeah, it was it was <clears throat> not good um, in the slightest. He, he's used that list before and done very, very well with it, in all yeah. fairness. I was talking to him before the event, and he was going, oh, you know, should I take some etters? I was like, well, you know, if you want to. <laughs> but, you know, it, I know he's, he's, I think he's won an event with it, or come very close to winning with him. So my round two, uh, I got to play Dan Granger, um, and we'd both done that poorly that we were on the extra setup table next to the stream table because they'd run out of tables down the bottom end, which is quite Brilliant. funny. Uh, now this is a game where having the sixes like made my life easier, but I don't think it's an automatic lose for the jousting. Um, he bought Nom Lum in the Jumpmaster with... Advanced Proton Torpedoes, Ion Cannon, IG-88D, Dengar, and Contraband Cybernetics. Then Ultra Rock in the Fang Fighter with Fearless and Stealth Device, and Fen in the Fang Fighter with Fearless. Um, and this game was mainly a dice game. Um, I managed to get two shots uh, onto Ulti, who just refused to roll a single piece of paint and popped without having a shot. And I had no... It had no right to, you know, die then. Um, and then the game after that basically consisted of trying to plink some damage off off Fen, and then Poe just consistently lining up the, the HLC onto Nom Lum. Um... And, you know, because it's a large base, it's much easier to get that bullseye. So I'm just throwing four dice, four dice, four dice. Um, Poe po lost his three shields quite early, and every time um, I shot Nom Lum, he used Dengar to try and get that one damage to take it to half. And every single time it was a focus. And then he did it once on hand, plinked a damage off, switched back to Poe and just refused to roll a hit again. Which is a real shame, but yeah, it was a it's a good game. It's just one of those, you know, Darren's already on the back foot, 
having lost Ulti without me taking anything. And then I've got Han and Poe moving after Fen, so I'm just able to sort of circle around and and plink the damage off. Especially when Han's actually... Han shooting out the side arc, because it means that if Fen's not in the front arc, he's not getting Fearless or Concordia. Sorry, Sean, can I ask you a quick question? If Fen moved second, do you think it would have been a different game? Um, yes and no. It would have been harder for me, for sure. Um, but I think my game plan then would have been I keep Han further away so his arc is really wide and just try and plink range three shots into Fen. Okay. Um, so certainly it makes Fen's life easier because he knows where my ships are so he can, you know, fang fire out of yeah. Out of arc, um, so yeah, I think it, it it would make. Does it automatically lose me the game? No, um, not when I've got two two i sixes. You know, I can come at from either side of Fen, and I think if Fen had been moving second, Fen would have straight up been the target that I went for. Um, okay, so we just changed the whole game plan altogether, then basically. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. It's just definitely be a different game. Yeah, cool. Um, so I managed to win that one, so I'm one-one. Uh, game three was against EDH, uh, and he brought uh, double defenders, Darth Vader and Rex of Wrath with Duke. Um. He'd bid one nine six, so I'd outbid and was moving afterwards. The second game, and the only other game where the bid mattered, um, and I don't know what to say about this game. Really, it was just a case of I moved after Vader, and let's be honest, defenders are reasonably predictable. So, yeah, I think that's fair. <clears throat> it, it was just a case of guessing correctly of where he was going to go and slowly plinking damage through. It took a long time because they're defenders, but it was just plink, 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 plink. I think Rexler took two da- damage from rocks, so that kind of helped. But yeah, there's, there's not a, a huge amount to say on that one. Uh, however, the next one was the, the best game I had of the weekend uh, against the opponent that you had the worst game of the weekend of the next round, uh, Oliver Williams. Uh, it's your and... fault I had to play him. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I am 2-1 before this game. Uh, a massive shout-out to Oliver, because this this really was a fun game. Uh, so yeah, he brought the list that you discussed earlier, Hera in the B-Wing, uh, Wedge, Jan, and Jake. And I, um, I set Han up in the opposite corner to the list Sorry, not in the opposite corner, on the opposite side to the list where he'd set up. Uh, face it, about halfway up, facing up towards his board edge. Um, and we basically, I moved Poe in from the other side, Ham went up that side, Lulu went up the middle. Uh, he turned in on Han, and I managed to get a three straight boost that just went round the back of his list. Um, so I managed to, I think, first, maybe second engage gets uh, a range one shot from Han and a HLC shot from Poe into Hera. Um, which I'm pretty sure she died from before she'd really done a whole lot. So that that takes the whole token sharing bit out of it. 
Um, obviously, I've still got Jan to worry about. I've still got Wedge to worry about. Um, and then for the next couple of turns, we basically just hammered at each other. Um, and Jan added dice. Wedge did wedge things. Jake threw four dice at me at some point, which is a bit unnerving. Um, and we just, yeah, we just, like, annihilated each other. And it ended up with Poe with two health left. Um, against Jake, who'd lost one shield. Now, I didn't think it's likely that I one-shot that A-Wing, but there's a there's a reasonable chance if I blank out, he, he takes the last two health off Poe. So I don't think a straight-up joust with it is the right call. So we end up spending 25, 35 minutes dancing round rocks, um, and it was really fun. It was really intense. You know, there's so much having to think about. I'm going to go here. I was pover driving every single turn to to get out of arc because um, he was just swinging behind me. And we're like, at one point, we were literally circling the central asteroid. Um, we both managed to pick up locks at various points on each other. Um, and it got to the last turn. And I'd come out from the centre towards the corner. Uh, in fact, I was like, about a third of the way into the into the area, but facing right into the corner. And I knew this turn coming up was the last turn, because when we picked up dials, there was like 12 seconds left on the clock. So I'm stressed because I've been power driving. Um, my gut instinct is, he's going to come for me. I don't want to hard turn, because I'm not sure I can get out of it, because if he... because there's a rock in the way. Um, so I'm like... Go into the corner. It doesn't matter about the next turn. There won't be one. Go into the corner. Um, and I just... I don't want to say panicked, but I just dialed in the fastest manoeuvre. Four straight. Um, so he come, He does come in behind me. He focus boosts. And I dial in the four straight. And the moment I dialed in the four straight, I knew I'd made a mistake. It. We, we checked range. It was damn close. It was millimetres in... Um, so before we even rolled dice on that one, because it's if if Poe lives, I win. If if Jake kills him, I lose. And uh, we're about to roll dice, and Ollie and I just look at each other, fist bump, and like whichever way this goes, it's been a really fun game. Um, Jake's double modded, so gets two hits, which is expected. Um, I'm range three, unmodded, three dice. I need one of eight to win. I think two focuses and a blank, which. Yeah, Poe dies, I lose. Um, but what cost me the game was dialing in the four straight. What I should have done was dialed in the three straight, which is blue, focused, and then Poverdrive boosted two straight. Because that gets me further into the corner, and I'm out of range three. I don't get shot. Yeah, simple as that. I win the game. And that would have put me 3-1 instead of 2-2. Two, two. Um... I won't say it cost me a chance in the cut because I don't know who I would have played for the last two games. It's impossible. But I certainly would have been in a much better standing of having to only win one of those games. So, And worst case, I go 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that is just... The moment I did it, and I, I said to... As I was literally moving him along the full straight, I said to, I said to Ollie, I was like, I've made a mistake here. Um, but... It happens, and mistakes cost you games, and it did. That's why we learn from them. Uh, so, on to, on to round five. Um, 
and I played Mark B. Mark B had brought five Omega Squadron Expert TIE SFs with Fanatical and Automated Target Priority. Uh, one of them just had Fanatical. And then the Epsilon Squadron Cadet in the FO. So, nice nice FO TIE Swarm. Um, and this... This game basically boiled down to, right at the start, he five-straighted. And the second turn, I thought he was going to turn in to Han. So I hard-turned Lulo, and he didn't go after Han. And so I've got Lulo in front of range one of three SFs. Stressed, so he's rolling, ah. he's rolling two green dice. Um, so he dies. And he, he should. Um, I, I miscalled my opponent. I got punished for it. Um, and then, like, we spent quite a while with Han and Poe just trying to circle around and plink shots. He he sort of split his his formation into two groups of three. Um, and then sort of regrouped and started chasing Han. And I got Poe sort of in behind, but able to sort of barrel roll on 45 degrees. So I was missing all the turrets were facing out the back. So he had the double arcs. Um, and Poe was getting some HLCs, but I, it just, I was having to do so much reposition that I wasn't getting the mods to be able to put consistent damage through. Um, I killed a few SFs, um, but then he just set up a perfect kill box and I flew Poe straight into it. And he's like range one of four SFs, I think. Uh, and Poe died. Um, so it's like, it's Han versus, I think he had four SFs, but two of them were halved, and the FO. Um, and Han, actually, to be fair, circled round, planked damage, uh, and I think got it right down, um, but just not quite enough, not enough time. Um, not enough time in the end. Um, but it was close, and it ended up 106... I th he got half on Han on the last round um, to end 163 to 122. Oh, as close. I think if he'd not got half and I'd plink one more damage through on an SF, that would have been the other way round. But I was aggressive with Poe. I was too aggressive with Poe again. And Poe paid for it. And this is why I shouldn't fly aces. Because I always do this. Don't go range one unless you're not getting shot. But, anywho... On to game six, and game six was a nice way to finish the game. I'm 2-3 at the moment. If I win this, I can go 3-3. Three, three. Uh, but I got to play fellow resist tanker Mark Packer-Hughes, who I play on a semi-regular basis because he's Somerset-based, so we see him at a lot of the curtain events, um, and he normally comes down for the, the Cornish ones we do. Um, and he'd brought uh, quad T-70s. Um, an interesting list. It's Commander Poe with foils and a jamming beam. Uh, Tem and Wexley, uh, Flappy Snappy. So the one that allows you to flip your S-Falls, take a strain and a calculate at the start of the engagement. Um, Kai in the t only because it's the same points as the generic, so why not? Uh, and then the generic Black Squadron Ace. So three I-Falls and an I-6. Um, and... I just, I didn't clock 
despite the fact I fly them quite a lot, how good the double mods would be. It, it took a couple of turns for it to penetrate, and the, I overestimated how much damage I would punch through onto a strained T70. Um, so I, I stupidly set up Han in the opposite cor corner to where Mark had, uh, and Mark just gunned for him, and then it, le it left me a really hard bit to get out. Um, I, I was like really struggling to to get Han away, um, and then Poe and Lulu had to kind of dive in because otherwise I'm just going to lose Han for for almost nothing in return. Um, and yeah, it just came down to he was he was closing his foils, moving, taking a target lock every single turn. Flip your foils, get all your dice, um, take a calculate, and w was just punching it through. Um, you know, it's four a lot of four dice shots coming at me. Um, and yeah, it just it whittered through Han, and then it whittered through Poe, and then it whittered through Lulu. And uh, <clears throat> I think I managed. Yeah, I think I managed half on. I think half on power, maybe half on one of the I fours. That's an interesting style of this, isn't it? It's just like, well, actually, it's, it's it's it makes it more similar to like the four gunships. At least the way I was playing four gunship, which is like I have low defense, but by golly, my attack is good. Yeah, I mean, he was he was using calculates on on defense when it was needed, because it makes sense. Oh, yeah. But it was the, I don't care that I'm rolling one one agility, I've still got seven health. So, I just wasn't able to, because of the way my ships were set up, I wasn't able to focus fire either. Right, yeah. And again, Poe, a lot of the time, Poe was foils closed to try and line up the bullseye and just missing, so he's throwing two dice and it's not doing enough, and... I either need to get better at flying Poe, or actually, what I, I really think what I should have done was not taken HLC and taken the eye on top. Because, yes, it doesn't trigger, or you can trigger HLC more often, but I wasn't lining up the bullseyes to do that. Right, okay. So, having the, the, the wide arc would have made a difference. But, yeah. Yeah, so that was my, my Sith Taker open, and as I say, I I bitterly regret not taking the the like three T seventies and Kaz style list that I've been flying, or the Y wing version that Matija won the event with. Um, namely, because it, I've been flying it for so long now, it's it's almost second nature, and it's what I'm comfortable with. So I guess like the big moment is don't scare yourself uh, yeah. with what you'll list, with what you might fly against, because you never... Because you, you don't know what you're going to fly against. There's like, no point... It, it's that stupid. Planning, planning for a perceived meta. Yeah, exactly. Because there, there, there were a few dashes that... But, I mean, the, out of 116 people, there can't have been more than four dashes, I don't think. Maybe five. I mean, I, I could look it up, but I... It's, it's fine. We it, there weren't, they weren't prevalent, were they? The biggest no. rebel stuff was the rebel jousting block. Yeah, which it was I'm... rebels or resistance kind of yeah. jousting, wasn't it? Or Kiraxes. and that's it. And the, I... big, the big three. I'll happily joust most of that stuff. So with the jousty list, but it was that there ridiculous. Were three that... dashes. Oh god, three. 
it's not the list isn't the reason why I didn't make cut. I didn't make cut because of mistakes I made during flying. But having more reps and being more comfortable with the list would make it easier to make those judgment calls. Yes. But the important thing was, despite the poor run in the tournament, the weekend was fantastic. And Hands down. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's that's why I'm willing to sit in a car with Sam for six hours on the way back as the silent smugness rolls off him. Honestly, <laughs> I wasn't even that smug. I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, we shall wrap it up for this week, because this was going to be a short one, but we've witted on quite a lot. Um, we'll be back next week, uh, where we should be back to normal format, uh, with a game recorded and some some reviews to look at. Um, I think that's about it from me, really. You guys got anything you need to add? Not really, to be honest. Uh, oh, other than this, uh, I guess, so, New Year's resolution complete. Back to Jack. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Love it, Sam. Love it, mate. Love it. I love how it's not. I love how it's not an, uh, an epiphany moment where you're like, "Hey, I took a, mess- a a good list in my faction. I made top sixteen at a big tournament. Maybe I should fly more, more. You know, well, good lists. No, I'm just going back to the jank. I want to say you flew jank last night, Sam. You did not fly jank last night. I fly- I flew two I two fire sprays and okay, general dreamers and jank, but still. I would argue that taking fire sprays and then p- choosing separatist racketeers as your pilots is jank. Yeah, so would I. When I have the option of Django Fett and Zam Wessel. Right, well on yeah. that note, we will call it for this evening, so I'll just say goodbye. And goodbye from me. Cheers, guys. Up. Oh hi, oh hi, it's time to say goodbye. If Disney sues will claim fair use, oh hi, oh hi, oh hi, oh hi.